0: Luke chapter 17, if you would, and we're going to look today at an example that the Lord Jesus Christ would have us to remember. And uh, as we do again, as uh, we talk on uh, remembering a certain person, I'd like us again to draw our attention to Luke chapter 17. Consider this person. This person is a very unknown person to some degree, but yet well known if you know your Bible Again, I don't believe I knew this person very well before I was saved by grace, but I know this person better today than I've ever known before. And so let's begin here in Luke chapter 17 and verse number 20. We'll consider a thought here from this last part of this chapter. It says, And when he was, sorry, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here and see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. For as a lightning that lighteth out of the uh, one part of the under heaven shineth unto another part of heaven so shall the son of man be in his day but first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation as it was in the days of Noah so shall also be in the days of the son of man they shall eat they shall drink they Married wives, they were given a marriage until the day that Noe entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they planted, they sold, they, uh, sorry, they bought, they planted, uh, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. uh, But the same day that the Lord went out of Sodom, it, Rained fire, and brimstone from heaven to destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop and, and his stuff in his house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek, to save his life shall lose, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in the bed. The one shall be taken, the other shall be left. Two men will be grinding together, and the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two men shall shall be in the field, the one taken, and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto him, Wheresoever the body is thither the eagles shall be gathered together i want to consider here something the lord would have us to remember not just something but someone the lord would have us to remember as we consider this thought here from verse 32 where the bible says simply one of the shortest verses in the bible remember lot's wife remember lot's wife And let's go ahead and pray together as we consider this thought of remembering Lot's wife. Father, thank you again for today. Thank you for this time we can be in the word of God. We can consider the reasons maybe why we should remember this lady who we don't even know her name. Again, I just ask that you would help us again to consider some thoughts that would be helpful to the hearer. Help us by your grace to be attentive to the word of God and to the things of the Lord this morning. Again, help the word of God to be a blessing. And a challenge to hear, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I can't say with certainty that there is no other woman in the Bible that is to be remembered specifically. But I do know here in the Bible, the Bible does say this, remember Lot's wife. And the Old Testament tells us to remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It tells us to remember David. But yet in this passage of scripture, it says to remember Lot's wife. Again, this, again, this passage of uh, scripture deals with somewhat a discourse of the coming of the Lord. And again, in this passage, it seems to come maybe out of nowhere, this thought in verse number 32, where it says, remember Lot's wife. But again, as we study this passage here, I hope that you'll understand why this is here and why it is good for us to consider remembering this, specific person we have to remember the lord jesus christ through the lord's supper there are things in the bible we are supposed to remember the bible encourages us to remember and sometimes it encourages us to forget but there's one woman in the bible that you should ever remember and that's to remember lot's wife i say why because the lord tells us to remember and certainly if the lord would tell us to remember we should seek to remember And for some purpose, we should seek to remember. The Bible says there in verse number 32, it says, remember Lot's wife. Let me suggest some reasons to begin with here why we should remember her. Let us first of all consider the thought that we should remember her as one who had been given great grace to escape and start a new life with her husband, And she sinned against God in disobedience. Instead of living the rest of her days with her husband, as they fled from the judgment of God, they fled from death together. They were escorted out of a city, and they were supposed to leave that city. They were supposed to go to a specific place after they left that city. Yet she left the city, and we'll look at that here in a little bit, and just out after she gets out of that city, she dies. When she was supposed to find life, she found even death. She was given great grace, great opportunity, opportunity for a second life in a different place. And she disobeyed God. And so I believe she, she remembered for the grace that she was given. She was told by God not to look back, but she did nonetheless. We make mention of a second reason why she should be remembered because she was given, not only because she was given great grace, because her life and death shows a sad part of someone who was almost delivered. Almost delivered. You could say almost saved from death. Lot's wife, I believe, is again someone who represents someone who was saved, yes, but it's a reality of a person who rejected God's grace and sadly died, not receiving, in a sense, full deliverance. She got out of the city. Yes, I, uh, someone could say she was delivered. I, I get that. You could say that. But she wasn't delivered to where she should have been and where she could have been in life. So her life is, again, a picture of someone that's almost delivered. A sad tale. Really, of someone who was almost saved and delivered. Let's turn also, if you would, to the book of Proverbs chapter 11. Again, I believe there's another reason why she should be remembered. She should be remembered because sin will be punished. Now, often you find in life that sin is not punished. There is no penalty that comes from sin right away. It doesn't come. I mean... If I decide today to be angry, if I decide today to do whatever it might be as far as sin, I will not necessarily see the punishment today. But again, we see the reality that sin will be punished. As the Bible says here in Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 21, it says, though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished. But the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And so I believe, again, she and her husband were delivered there, at least from the city. Again, God's will was that they be delivered from death. But again, the Bible does say, again, that though hand joined in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished. And, and people will be punished. Not only the wicked, but also the righteous are often punished their sin again we can see that in the bible and examples i'm not going to look at that but let's turn to proverbs chapter 16 verse number five it also says here over in proverbs chapter 16 verse number five it says this everyone that is proud in heart and is abomination to the lord though hand joined in hand he shall not be unpunished and though punishment may be delayed we see in the bible an example where punishment wasn't delayed and we see a woman who who found death after she sinned. Again, a very quick, instantaneous, again, kind of punishment after she defied God's order not to turn back. Again, another reason why we should maybe remember her. And again, this is the fourth reason. Again, these are some reasons that come to mind. There's certainly, I'm sure, other reasons one might think that we should remember this this lady, Mrs. Lot or Lot's wife. But we also find the Bible for those who are Christians. We're not to, again, uh, ignore the direct commands of the Lord. And uh, let's turn over to 1 John chapter 5, if you would. The direct commands of the Lord. I mean, this was a personal command to this family. It wasn't just a command, again, a general command, like, again, you know, do the Great Commission, whatever it might be, be thankful, uh, any of those kind of commands you might find about praying and, and things like that. Uh, this was a command given by some angels sent by God to this wife and to this husband, and those that were to escape the city. And yet she ignored the command of God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 16 and verse number 17, the Bible says, "If any man see his brother sin." A sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that you shall pray for it all unrighteousness and sin, and there is a sin not unto death. And so the Bible mentions sins unto death and sins not unto death and Again, I believe here in the Bible we see again an example of a sin unto death. This is a woman who sinned against the Lord and death fouled. Again, as we again consider this passage here, let's turn back to Luke chapter 17. And I want to consider again, I believe the main reason this woman again should be remembered. Again, this may not be the main reason, but I believe this is a reason that she should be remembered. And uh, we find here in verse number 32, the Bible says, remember Lot's wife. Prior to that, verse number 31, it says, In that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not Return back, and then, it remember, and then right after that, it says, remember Lot's wife. And so I believe these are all connected, interconnected. And so when the Son of Man, again, is revealed, it says in verse number 30, that again, if someone was on a housetop, they're not to go down and get their stuff in the house. If someone was in the field, they're not to return back to their house. And then verse number 32, it says, remember Lot's wife. Why is it that we should remember Lot's wife? I believe we should remember her mainly because she looked back. It's because she looked back. She was to escape for life, but instead she looked back. Let's turn back to Genesis chapter 19. This is the count which, again, gives the life of Lot's wife. And so I just want to look at it a little bit here. Genesis chapter 19, if you would, I turn their back uh, there with me, or just follow along. Again, I'll just be reading here from Genesis 19, just a few verses out of this chapter, not the whole chapter. Again, as we consider, again this looking back, why this should be remembered. Genesis 19, verse number one, it says, "And there came two angels to Sodom at even, or evening time, or." Uh, Near tonight, it says, And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face to the ground. And so some people come to visit Lot. I'm going to pass through a bunch of this, but let's skip to verse number 12. If you have time, certainly read more of this if you would. Verse number 12, it says, And men said unto Lot, Hast thou... Hear any besides thee, son-in-law, thy sons, thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city. Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. and The Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto the sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get thee out of the place. The Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law, And when the morning arose, the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold on his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and sent him without the city. And it came to pass when they were brought them forth abroad, he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Here we find the Bible. I believe the reason why we should remember Lot's wife is because she looked behind herself. She looked behind herself. Look not behind thee. These angels said, We're going to come here, we're going to destroy this place. And don't you look behind you. And verse 13 says, we will destroy this place. We, these men, would destroy this place. These angels, again, as it mentions there, also in that passage, verse 15, and then the angels hasten lot. And so these men, these men, again, again, angelic men here, again, said, don't look behind you. Don't do it. And so we find in the Bible this thought that we shouldn't look back. Why should we not look back? Because the Lord would not have us to look back. Let's turn back to Luke chapter 9. I believe this is a reason why here in the Bible we have this, this thought of remembering Lot's wife. We remember Lot's wife for one reason, that we shouldn't be looking back, we shouldn't be turning back. Again, this is something again taught of the Lord here in Luke chapter 9 here, verse number 57 uh, through verse number 62. Not only did the angels encourage us not to look back, but also Lord would have us not to look back. Luke chapter 9, verse number 57, the Bible says, and it came to pass that when he was in a certain way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And he said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air, have, uh, uh, the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto her, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go bury my father. And he said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And, and another said unto the Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first bid farewell which are at my house. And the Lord said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. No man looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Again, it's important for us to see that in order to enter into the kingdom of God, we must not look back. Looking back is something we should strive not to do. And so I want to consider some thoughts on looking back or not turning back. First, I want to consider the seriousness of looking back or looking behind. Again, as you turn back to our text there, in Genesis 19, that gives us the account of, again, Lot and his wife being delivered from a city that was going to be destroyed because of its sin. Its sin was very grievous. Its sin was wrong. The death penalty had been Again, statured or whatever you want to call it with this city. And they were, again, in a place where this city was about to be destroyed. In verse number 17, it says, And it came to pass when they were brought them forth abroad. He said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And so these angels tell Lot and his wife, what to do? And their daughters, what to do? And said, don't stay here. Don't stay here in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. God called this family to leave behind Sodom, to leave behind in a godly place, in a godly city, and a godly lifestyle that this city was involved with. And yet, You'll find as we read on, as I want to read on here a little further, that, again, they didn't do exactly what God would have them to do. Notice in verse number 18 and uh, following. We see here in the Bible that, again, they're told to escape to this mountain lest they be uh, consumed. And you see Lot plead or pray, Again, to maybe be able to live in a different place. Look at verse number 18. It says, And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou showed unto me in saving my life. I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto. And it's a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is a little one, and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, and I will also overthrow this city, for that which thou hast spoken has haste thee. Escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou come thither, uh, therefore the name of that city was called Zoar And the sun was risen upon the earth When Lot entered into Zoar And when the Lord re- Sorry, then the Lord Reigned, so- reigned Upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah Brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven He overthrew those cities And all the plain And all the inhabitants of the city And they that grew upon the ground But his wife Looked back behind him And she became a pillar of salt. It's interesting, in the Bible you see, again, Lot expressed the fact that God had given them grace, verse number 19, and given them great mercy. Yet he planned to live in a different place, and God in his grace allowed him to flee to this little city, this little one, this Zohar city. And yet, you find out there in the Bible after they began to go to this place and they end up in this place that the Lord in verse number 24 rains uh, fire and brimstone upon this, uh, this, these cities, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and over the plain and the cities, verse number 25 there. And uh, as this happens, you find his wife look back. His wife looked back. The command of the angels was not to look back. But she does look back. This is not a light command. This was not something that you could just, again, ignore. But we find the, bio of the Bible over and over uh, encourages us not to look back. We shouldn't look back when it comes to the kingdom of God. We shouldn't look back as this woman dead, this wife dead. The Bible mentions, I believe, at least a few reasons. I believe that uh, she died. First of all, she died because she Rejected the commandment of the Lord through the angels. In verse number 17, the Bible says, And it came to pass when they were brought forth from Abad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the mountain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And so the angel said, If you escape, you can escape away from this place, and don't look back, lest you be consumed. And she just ignored this. The fire again, maybe there's noise and stuff that was along with the fire. I don't know what it was like, but I mean, she, she, she turned back, she looked back, she looked behind herself, and she became a pillar of salt. She defied the orders of the angel, because she, I believe, loved that city you like the stuff in that city let's turn to luke chapter 17 luke chapter 17 you know we're attached to stuff most of us are attached to stuff we may say "Nah, we're not attached to stuff no a lot of us are attached to stuff stuff gives us comfort stuff gives us security stuff gives us something that we think is our own we have our own house it may not be a house it might be an apartment it might be something else but we have stuff we see here in In Luke chapter 16 and verse number 31, when it comes to the Son of Man being revealed, it says, In that day he which is upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember lots wife." And so when the Son of Man comes, we're supposed to leave behind all those things. Mrs. Lott was to leave behind her goods, her stuff, her house, her old life, old familiar place, any kind of stuff that was there, she was to leave that behind. But she earnestly and expressly disobeyed the commandments of God, and so she died as a result of that. We learn from this passage of Scripture the seriousness of looking back. We also look at, see from this Passes a scripture that not only her, but others look back and some turn back. It isn't just Lot's wife that turned back, but others in the Bible turned back or looked back. Let's turn to John chapter 6. Let us not be of the kind that would turn back or look back. You see again here in John chapter 6, again, a group of individuals that did turn back or did look back. John chapter 6, we read about some disciples. And again, a disciple is just someone, again, who's learning from someone else. Doesn't mean they're saved by grace. Again, they could be saved by grace. Again, they're the Lord's disciples, and that's a whole not, not another message. But uh, again, I just want to read here in John chapter 6, verse number 64. It says, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given of him of my father. And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto them, Will you also go, to go away? Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom will she go? Uh, whom will we go? That was the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Son, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, Have I not chosen twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it is he that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Can you find here in the Bible, in John chapter 6, some that did not believe, it mentions that verse number 64, there are some of them that believe not, and you find there verse number 66, it says, And from that time, many of his disciples went back and, and walked no more with him. Were they offended at those words? Some of you don't even believe. And right after that, some turned back. These are what I would call to some degree apostates. They're not true believers. They're people that hear the truth, but reject it after a time. Let's turn to John chapter 8. Verse number 31, what makes for then a true disciple? We'll look at John chapter 8, verse number 30 and 31. It says, As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to the Jews, which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so, how do we know if someone is a true disciple or we are a true disciple the bible says if we continue in their word in his word then we are his disciples indeed let's turn to john chapter 10 just want to look at another verse that talks about those that are god's disciples will continue and follow the lord jesus uh john chapter 10 verse number 27 it says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they Follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which has gave them me is greater than them all and no man is able to pluck them from my father's hand. Again, we find the Bible examples of some people that turn back. We see the example of Mrs. Lot. We see the example of these New Testament disciples. And again, sadly, it was many of the disciples that went back and walked no more with Him. Again, that's sad to see, but they walked no more with them. They had an opportunity to walk with Him. They had an opportunity to continue to follow Him, but they decided not to follow Him anymore. Are there any others in the Bible that looked back? Let's turn to the book of Ruth. Are there any in the Bible that looked back? Yes, there are. There are examples that, of uh, individuals that followed the Lord, after Joshua judges, you have the little book of Ruth there, Ruth chapter 1, and uh, verse number, uh, let's just pick up there, verse number 10. Verse number 10. Again, we see some individuals in the Bible encouraged to turn back, to go back to the people and onto their gods. Naomi encouraged these to do that. Again, I believe it was a challenge, uh, again, to seek to, to follow and, and go back there to, again, God's people and to their lands. Let's pick up in verse 10. It says, And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And so we're, we're going to go to be with your people. We'll leave behind our land and go to your people. Then it says in verse 11, Nomi said, Turn again, me, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet? Any more sons, my womb, that they may be your husbands. Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also this night and should bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them to having husband? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much how much for the Lord's sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother in law. But Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold, thy sister in law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister in law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried, the Lord do so unto me, and more also, if aught but death part me and thee. It goes on and says she's steadfast in mine. But do you find here in the Bible another example of someone who turned back? Not only did Lot's wife turn back, but Orpah turned back. Orpah turned back, but Ruth continued on. In, in life, we have the opportunity to go forward with the Lord, to follow the Lord, or we have the opportunity to turn back. If we had more time today, we would consider the life of Saul and how he turned back from following the Lord. But I'm not going to consider him. If you're taking notes, maybe you can write down 1 Samuel chapter 15 and you can look at the example of Saul turning back from following the Lord and how he lost his position in the kingdom. Because he turned back from obeying the Lord. Why do people turn back? Let me have you turn over to Luke chapter 17. I want to look at this third thought here. Why do some people turn back or look back? Uh, They look back because they have love for their stuff. They have love for the world. They have love for the things of the world. Luke chapter 17 verse 30. It says, Even thus shall it be in the day that the Son of Man should be revealed in that day he would shall be on the housetop and his stuff in his house. Let him not come down and take it away. And he that is filled, let him not, likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. What was Lot's wife desire? Was to go back to the house. Go back to her homeland. I have to believe that. That's, it just seems to follow in that passage. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I... I believe Mrs. Lot loved her stuff. She loved Sodom. She loved their place in Sodom. She didn't want to see this place destroyed. She wasn't looking forward to leaving this place. He and she did not want to leave this place. The angels had to get their hands and grab them by their arms and, and haul them, in a sense, out of the city to spare their lives from certain death. Why do some look back? Because they love this world too much. They love this world too much. They love the things of this world too much. They look back like the Israelites look back at the leeks and the garlic so-called and the onions there in Numbers chapter 11 when they headed to the Canaan land. They were looking back to Egypt again. Let's turn to John chapter 6. Why did those individuals, those disciples look back? Let me say this because of the hardship of uh, trusting and following Jesus. We're following the way of the Lord. In John chapter 6 and verse number 60, the Bible says, And many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, said unto them, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And so they heard some preaching, some hard preaching there in John chapter 6 and verse number 60. And it wasn't long after they had heard some hard sayings that they left the Lord Jesus. And they never returned again. Verse number 66, and they walked no more with him. When the battle gets hot, some professing Christians, not possessing Christians, will go the way of the world, will flee to what is comfortable and go back. Again, there are other examples in the Bible, of some turning back, but again, I'll leave those examples largely to you. How can we stop from looking back? I want to look at that. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 19. How can we stop from looking back? How can you look not back? Well, let me say, first of all, you need to look ahead. You need to look forward. That's what happened to Lot. Lot looked forward. He looked for a place to escape. He requested of a different place to escape to and I I don't exactly get why he thinks he's going to find loss of life in the mountain or whatever it might be maybe again because on the top of a mountain maybe it's not as again uh, you know the may doesn't have again all the provision and protection maybe of maybe a valley or some other place or a city but uh, in verse number 17 it says and it came to pass when they were brought them forth abroad, they, he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And so someone says, How can we stop from looking back or looking behind? We need to look up, we need to look forward. Again, the spies of Canaan, they look for shelter in the mountains. Again, I don't have time to look at that. Joshua chapter 2, verse number 16. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. We need to look forward. We need to look unto Jesus. We do need to look ahead in faith and, and believe that, again, somehow, some way in this new place, again, that God uh, was going to give them, that they would find provision, protection, and help, grace, mercy from God there. Uh, again, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and let us run the race with patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the same, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. In life, we have the opportunity to look back or to turn back. We need to be looking unto Jesus. We need to look for shelter. We look to, for protection where God would give us that. We need to look forward and upward according to the will of God. Let's turn to Philippians in the New Testament. We need to look forward and upward. We need to look to the Lord. We need to look forward. We need to look upward. Uh, we look to, need to look to, to heaven. We need to look to heavenly matters. And we need to consider these things. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 13 and verse number 14, the Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We look forward, and we look forward to pressing towards a mark that God has set for us. We forget the past, we forget the faves, we forget, again, the old life, and we look forward. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. The life of the Christian is always looking forward. He's looking upward. He's looking heavenward. He's looking to Jesus. He's looking to a future in eternity. He's not looking back to the past. Colossians 3, verse number 2, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth, for we are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God, where Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Skip to verse number 15. It says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called, and be uh, called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Again, our focus is not on the past. We do not fear the past. We do not fret because of the past. We look forward to Christ. We look forward to heaven. We look forward to eternity. Let's turn back to Luke chapter 17. And I'm going to close here this morning. It's important that we remember Lot's wife. Certainly, there are many different reasons why we should remember Lot's wife. But certainly, we should remember Lot's wife because sin is serious. Because sometimes people do look back and do turn back and don't continue with the Lord. We also should remember Lot's wife because, again, we see, again, wrong affections can lead us to turn back. But we need to look heavenward. We need to look forward and upward to find grace again luke chapter 17 verse number 31 and 32 in that day he which is upon the housetop and his stuff in his house let him not come back to take it away and he is in the field let him likewise not return back remember lot's wife